0: Hello, this is your boy Ocho, and welcome to the Health and Swell podcast. guys another episode time with my boy Nick we're gonna go into it about herd immunity we're gonna talk about whether this COVID-19 is actually just taking away from the deaths of flu and that if we get herd immunity are we going to be able to come out of this with less flu deaths next, next flu season I think it's interesting to talk about so if you're ready guys let's get into it with Nick
1: Yo,
2: yo, what's up, bro? Okay, so this is officially like this starts as soon as you've grown in. Oh, what's I'm... up? Man? How you doing?
1: Top shape. How about you? Oh, uh, not bad, man.
2: I think I'm gonna go um maybe head outside. It's kind of nice out right now. I'm gonna get my socks on right now and then head outside to do this. How um
1: maybe I'll put my laundry in while we're doing this. How mm-hmm. you I- in though? What are you gonna have you been up to? Yo, so um. I've been researching on the contents of vaccines and uh, interestingly, I've been looking at the stats in regards to uh, government Canada stats on influenza cases in Canada and, it's amazing because influenza cases are down to 0.75%. When last year, they would have been over 20% in regards to cases with having positive symptoms. So it's okay. almost as if all the coronavirus cases that were supposed to be influenza are now all coronavirus.
2: Yeah, well, that's, th- that's actually a very good point. And actually, um, uh, my boss, who's a doctor, was, was did a podcast on this recently. And... What's actually happening, whether you want to believe that they're just calling everything COVID-19 or whether you just want to believe that, unfortunately, people that are going to die from the flu are dying from COVID-19 instead. So you know how they keep saying, like, oh, not only are we going to have to deal with the COVID second wave, but we're also going to have to deal with the flu? They're Mm -hmm. wrong about that because we're not – every single time there is a – Uh, uh, like an extra flu or a bad flu season, like last time there was H1N1, okay? Every single time, if you actually look at it, what ends up happening is less people die in the next flu season because Mm -hmm. they're already dead from COVID. And, like, a life is a life, and I get that, and it's very important. But, yeah, dude, this is not – it's not – this disease is serious just like the flu is, but it's not – I don't think it warrants what, we, what we've done to the economy and what we've done to the other people's lives. Mm-hmm. You
1: know what I mean? But, yeah. I'm in agreement with that, yeah. What, what brings uh, my what, – what captures my attention is the decisions we're taking on falsified data, and that's where I find it can become dangerous when it comes Mary. to locking everything <laughs> down. And um, I was having an argument with someone the other day talk about mandatory vaccination and interestingly enough i think it was it was yesterday a reporter from cbc news asked justin trudeau his take on mandatory vaccination and uh well he just beat around the bush but basically to, to sum it up there's no specific answer that he brought about it's like oh it might be it might not be we'll see we have time to think about it so okay right. And it got me thinking because they also did a poll on people that think the vaccine should be mandatory. And there's the large majority of those that voted at around 60 percent that were in favor of a mandatory vaccine. Oh, so God. the way I see it is, OK, the government won't, mandate, man, won't put in place mandatory vaccines. But the social pressure will put to those that are not willing to take the mandatory vaccine will be what's going to push people to get vaccinated.
2: Yeah. I mean, that'll push more people to get vaccinated. I just think it's a very tricky thing when it comes, when push comes to shove, like, yeah, we have all these interests that want to push mandatory vaccines, but I think when push comes to shove, um, it's going to be very difficult to get everyone to mandate. I mean, to mandate everyone to get a vaccine. And even though there might be more people getting it because of the social pressure, there's always (laughs) going to be the dissenters, man. Like, I'm not going to get the vaccine. It's not even a an anti-vaccine. I just don't want to get a vaccine for a coronavirus. It's mm-hmm. stupid. You know what I mean? So, But I guess we'll have to see, man. Um, I'm kind of like in this new attitude where it's like I want to give out as much information as I can. But at the same time, it's like I said this in the podcast yesterday. Like, you know what? You, you want to you wanna try to get mandatory vaccines? You want to take away our flu? You want to do all this? Bring it on. Like I, I want to see them try. I actually want to see them mm-hmm. try because right now, to me, man, they're desperate. They're acting very desperate. All these, all these elites—they're acting very, very desperate. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm. That's where I'm at right now.
1: It's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's but
2: um, okay. So, what do you think about? You know, a lot of people are freaking out because we're opening up the economy again. What do you think about that?
1: Hmm. why are they freaking out exactly
2: well because I guess a lot of people assume that the reason why we were waiting in our houses was so that the virus would just go away they need to do it's not that difficult to 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 realize that that's not how it works so that the virus is in control and even if we stay in our house or not the virus Mm -hmm. is going to run its course so
1: yeah my take on it is that a lot of people are against it because we build up so much fear around the coronavirus that now this is instilled in everyone's heads. Yeah. I don't watch Netflix, but apparently when you look at Netflix, a lot of the shows that are on have to do with apocalyptic scenarios, with, wow. outbreaks, with uh, outbreaks with high fatalities, which is not the case in the real world. So kind of like that predictive programming where a virus is going to come, it's going to be bad, everyone's going to die, The Walking Dead. So when an actual virus comes... Oh shit! It's like the movies. Everyone's gonna die, you know. Just like, not- even at the beginning, of, even at the beginning of the virus, a lot of my friends were like, either jokingly or seriously, like, "Oh, we're all gonna fucking die from this," you know?
2: Right. It's crazy, man. Because like, if you actually—that's why it's so important to get out the actual data. <laughs> because if you actually look to- look at it, it's um, it's really like it might not even be worse than the flu, man. It might not even mm-hmm. be even close to being worse than the flu. And I think the worst, worst case is that it's going to be maybe one to um, two times worse than the flu, but that's still on the same magnitude. And it's like, if you even go look at the CDC's website, there's like different categories that they have. and What we should do depending on the category and category five is like the most severe. And all the things you should do with that is what we're doing right now. So it's Mm kind of like, but this isn't a Category 5. This is looking like, uh, according to the website, like a Category 1. It's it's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my friend sent me um, – I'll try to look for it, actually. But, yeah, he sent me a piece of data about the H1N1, that when the outbreak came out of – Yo,
2: sorry about that, man. I don't know what happened.
1: Oh, I think it might be me when I exited the app.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it's all good, man. We can like put
1: these two together. So
2: um, so you're saying your friend gave you an
1: H1N1. A piece of that. I was reading it off uh, while it stopped recording. Yeah. So uh, in regards to this on CDC.gov, that the H1N1 virus is now, fuck, because I, I want to read it word for word, but I don't want to stop the recording. But yeah, it's now considered oh. a seasonal flu worldwide. So it's just part yeah. of our life. Something that was, you know, that we got vaccinated for. That we all had this. Uh, I mean, use the term a malarkey, <laughs> all about yeah. that. And uh, yeah, it's now just a common seasonal flu. So I I think yeah. that it might be the same thing when it comes to coronavirus in regards to the lethality and mortality rates. It's just going to be something common that we that we've been that we've been living for. X number of years and that we're going to continue to live with.
2: Yeah, man. And it's just like, you know, what's funny is like, you're hearing on the news, oh, this thing might not have, uh, you we might not have any immunity to it and we can't develop antibodies. This is what like the World Health Organization is saying. And then people are saying, oh, you know, this is why you need to stay inside and social distancing is why the numbers are going down and all this shit. And it's like, first of all, if we can't develop an- antibodies to this, then a vaccine will never work. Yeah. So... I mean, I just don't understand, dude, how – I guess it's because of the media. And that's why valuable information is so important. But there is this data out there. There's data showing that this isn't as serious as we thought. And it's just Mm -hmm. like why aren't people willing to just accept that, okay, this is not – like I guess we we always think of the worst. This isn't the worst. Like this really isn't. What's really bad is is the shutdown of this economy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. so now in Quebec we're planning to open up schools very soon and the business is gradually for for the month of May as far as I'm concerned
2: yeah Hmm. dude did you hear today though the the latest they're trying to tie some like random disease that's not fatal but they're saying now children can get the coronavirus and there's an outbreak in UK as soon as they see that like countries are starting to let kids go back to school like again, to me, this is just desperation from these organizations, and there's so many sheeple, and I'll even use that. I don't care if it's derogatory, but there's so many sheeple who are just eating it all up. And it's like, guys, it's it, this isn't rocket science. Like anybody that takes two seconds to look at this, it's it's a bunch of it's a bunch of bullshit, man. Like it's literally a bunch of bullshit, and like I don't know if you've heard this, man, but. Today, I saw this pretty disturbing video of, of a nurse um, basically saying that they're killing people in the hospital. Like oh, from they, New York. They, they, Yeah, like they're literally killing people in the hospital because they're putting them on invasive ventilators. I, at, at, as, soon, as soon as a patient seems like they're struggling, they just throw them on a ventilator. And they're not even allowed to use oxygen. So it's like because there's incentives for giving COVID-19 there's this incentives for putting people on a ventilator and it's like yeah. if you look at the stats and here's more data go look at the data 88.1% of people who are put on ventilators they died man hmm. so
1: what does that <clears throat> tell you like I didn't look at that video completely if anything, I didn't really look at that video, but in regards to the ventilators, there is proof that hospitals that take in patients on ventilators are getting paid more. That's proven in the, yeah. U- in the United States, as far as I'm concerned. When it comes to Quebec, I do know, well, with the CHSLD, C- 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 A- C- A- the, the the old people homes, there you go.
2: It's <laughs> so yeah. hard to
1: say. Right? CHSLD, there you go. Yeah, yeah those people homes. I mean, Quebec is a tough spot because, you know, my girl, uh, she's studying in nursing and they're really right. pushing them to graduate as soon as possible. You know, some, okay. some, some they're making them graduate as of like this week, you know, well, and when they're supposed to graduate in two crazy, months. So they months. So just so they can go to the CHSLDs. Yeah. And the worst part about it is that most of them, they don't have, they're cutting their, their internships, right? So they don't have the proper training and they're getting put there. And they have a, a three-week... Uh, they're following a nurse for three weeks. But then they're left in charge of a whole department to themselves after only a few weeks in what I could say is one of the worst areas to work in as a, as a beginning nurse. So a lot of nurses right. are stressing and breaking down. And yeah, like the the patients there, I mean, some of them haven't taken baths or you know, they're just... Uh, well, they're shitting themselves and no one's changing their diapers. So it just contributes to... Well, to... A, lowering their, not, i wouldn't say lowering their immune system but compromising them and
2: uh, right yeah. and that's the, like these old people were telling them to stay inside to lock them in but like they can't even see people anymore they can't even see their grandkids anymore and it's like are we really saving people by like by doing this social distancing and there's no evidence that social distancing actually works i mm. actually looked at some graphs dude and no matter what we do the same trajectory, pretty much of the virus happens. And look, we're not going to know what the best method is until we have all the data. But yeah. Sweden, Sweden apparently, who completely like they did lock down, they try to get to herd immunity as quick as they can. And then the mm-hmm. media was quick to run a fake news story saying that they're regretting it, which is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Apparently Stockholm is like weeks away from getting herd a complete herd immunity, like 60% of the population Having herd immunity, nice. that's huge, dude.
1: It's fucking great. And,
2: you know, Quebec is saying they don't think that they already have widespread transmission. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when the antibody tests are coming in. Hmm. I think you will be pleasantly
1: surprised. So.
2: I went. I went downtown today. Nice. Yeah, we, you
1: went to go do your groceries, huh? Yeah, I went to go do groceries, which is really weird because
2: they make they force you to sanitize your hand. Which already I don't like. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're basically, like, sanitizing me to go into the store. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, you guys, this is ridiculous. So, like, I'm going to try to avoid going to, like, going to grocery stores. I bought, like, $60 worth of cheese. But then I went to uh, (laughs) – then I went downtown and just, like, walked around a lot downtown. Dude, it's literally, like, zombies or robots everywhere. Like, everyone – is just walking very straight, very rigid. Everyone's like six feet apart. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you. I look at them like, wow, these are literally robots. He's like crazy. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't like, yeah. I don't like that. I I, I I feel like right now we're in a freaking
1: sci-fi movie. Mm, speaking of that, my friend lives in the La Salle, La Lachine area. And right. I went to go bike uh, three days ago with my friend. And you know, anytime we the we'd see, we'd see a cop asking like, oh yo, 5 you know, social distance, you know, he goes out a lot. And I found that curious because I usually go out alone. Yeah. And then, you know, the, we would be at the Luchina Canal near the water. Right. And cops would come in and they would just stay near the water and, like to come check on people. You yeah. know, that was their job. And a couple of days after, a friend who lives in La was like, yo. Apparently, well, he told me, like, yeah, people, uh, cops are going around on loudspeakers, telling people to distance themselves with loudspeakers. That's crazy, dude.
2: That's, that's like, that's like Brave New world. That's like 1984. But you know that, and that's what they're doing here. But you see what they're doing in China? They literally have drones yelling at people. Being like, mm-hmm. yo, go back in your house. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. Like, ah, man, it's like, there's a, like, look, dude, I. I'm okay with this, but there's a possibility that there could be a period where like people that don't want to get the vaccine won't be able to do anything. And mm. eventually win. But that would be kind of cool for like, cause it couldn't last forever. Like eventually the bottom up revolution will win as it always does. But like, dude, that could be us. Like imagine that, like all we have is access to the internet and we can't go out to eat. We can't go out in public because we don't have, we refuse
1: to get the vaccine hmm I know that Chicago had plans as such and I don't know if you heard the news in New Zealand on as- Australia
2: yeah okay so
1: on Monday um, the Prime Minister Jacinta uh, made a well did a press conference and the media covered at covered it as in coronavirus has zero uh, coronavirus new zealand has zero coronavirus cases yeah. but when you read about it thoroughly and they, they they submitted they did another article in the next day that no it wasn't that it was zero tolerance for coronavirus cases and what's interesting is that they're putting in place a tracking app they already have in australia and they're going to yeah. put one in new zealand and mm-hmm. you know new zealand had one of the most strict lockdown measures and um you know, since uh, Jacinto was, in, uh, was a prime minister, okay, there was the gun control lo- legislation where they wanted to buy back all guns in New Zealand. And now there was the strict lockdowns and now there's the tracking, the tracking system. So it's funny because the most, it seems like the most progressives, most progressive societies are going to be the one that are most totalitarian. I
2: agree, the, man. And that's what I find very interesting because you usually equate right-wing you usually equate right-wing to totalitarianism, but like, if you look in Quebec, we're a very conservative province, and we're the ones that are saying, okay, herd immunity, herd immunity. And I truly mm-hmm. believe, dude, Sweden, same thing. And I truly believe that when this is all said and done, the countries that went into herd immunity quicker will be better off. Like, I really yeah. believe that. I mean, oh, of
1: course. The damage is already done in Sweden.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, how, us are how, how are more people going to get it? How are more people going to die from it in Sweden? It? Magically, it's going to, like, I guess. But the thing is, like, the data does not support that. Yo, so did you hear, though, about what's going on with food in the United States right now?
1: With who? With food. What well, Um, I heard about the meat plant shutting down yeah. and uh, a lot of it is going to move to the big corporations.
2: Yeah, well, basically all the big corporations like Tyson and all that are telling the meat plants to shut down. But the difference between like, let's say Quebec and the, and most States in the United States is you cannot get direct to consumer from your farm meat. You have to order like a lot of meat usually. So the problem what is, mean? pardon me
1: in Quebec. That's what you mean? No, in Quebec you're allowed
2: In Quebec you can get like a steak. Like I get steak for my local farm all the time. But like okay. in, in the States, you I would have to order like, like half a cow or a full cow. Right. Okay, In a lot, a lot of states, not all of them, but in a lot of states, that's the case. So that's an issue. Right now, there's a problem with the supply chain. So because yeah. these are closing down, dude, they're literally telling farmers, you need to euthanize your cows. You need to euthanize your chickens. They've already killed like thousands of chickens. They've been dumping milk. They've been um, destroying crops. And then the- mm-hmm. here's the crazy part though, bro. But they're importing meat from Namibia. From where? Namibia in Africa. Really? Yeah, and that's ridiculous. But this is all, again, like people think this is conspiracy theory, but this is all what the globalists want. They want control of the food system. They want to feed us slop. And, you know, bro, every day I, I'm just so grateful we live in Quebec because we have, we have a really good system that we don't have to worry about food shortages. We have hydro Quebec because here's the mm-hmm. next thing. Here's the next thing. In the States, now they're starting to talk about how some of these, like, power plants are uh, getting outbreaks of corona and that people aren't going to work. (laughs) Jesus. You know what that's going to lead to? That might lead to what's going on in the the meat plants right now. So it's like, dude, if they actually try to take away meat from people in the United States, that's not going to end well. I promise you. That will not end well, unfortunately. Mm
1: -hmm. What I'm most worried about in Quebec is the federal government. Provincial government well i wouldn't go i wouldn't go to say that i fully trust them but i trust yeah. them more than the federal government
2: yeah the good thing That's is the provincial governments have most of the power dude so, like we, from what i understand like we would still have most of the power but I, and also dude if, if push came to shove i think we we'll go we would do some sort of emergency referendum
1: mm-hmm. like i really well- believe that Here's the thing, you know, when uh, the army decided to come and help the CHSLD, I remember in an article I read that the the government of uh, Quebec couldn't refuse that offer. They they couldn't, you know, it was the federal government that wanted to come in and they couldn't say no. So it made me think, okay, so Justin Trudeau wanted to pass a law criminalizing those who spread misinformation about coronavirus. So I'm like, okay. If the federal government has power to send in the army and the provincial governments can say no, if the federal government decides to one day, I don't know, put in place a mandatory vaccine or something, will will the provincial government's arms be twisted or will they be able to stand up to it?
2: I think that's gonna lead a lot of provincial governments to revolt against Canada then. Not all of them, but some of them will because of that. I think that just gives it more power for like Alberta or Quebec to say, you know what, we want to separate. And I said when this started that, like, this is so – such a playing ground that Legault can get a referendum because of this. And it's (laughs) it's, it's looking more and more like that every day, which I never thought I'd ever support. But, yeah, dude, I'm definitely worried
1: about Justin Trudeau because I don't like him, to be honest. I I don't trust that guy whatsoever. Same. And, And, uh, yo, I've been conducting uh, research on the CBC. You know, CBC is taxpayer-funded, okay? Yeah. And if you look on CBC the I don't know what it's called the national there you go on YouTube all the comments are censored. Yeah. So they're silencing opposition. And then I read the Broadcasting Act of 1991 which states in one of the paragraphs that basically these broadcasts uh broadcasting companies should be should have surveillance on them. And you can't restrict people from using technology as, as it as it is supposed to be used. So, okay, if YouTube comments are you're able to disable YouTube comments, is it is it is it against the law what they're doing, or if it if they're doing it in accordance with the law? Now we have to question ourselves: at why are they censoring the opposition now? And it may it's interesting. That I also look at the. At the there's the, something that they started called CBC News Kids, okay, which is mm-hmm. I find so interesting because you know as older people we don't put in consideration you know what the kids are learning in school and uh, you know what they're watching nowadays. Like I, I, who the fuck watches kids shows nowadays for our yeah. age? So I decided to to listen to CBC News Kids, and I'll send you a, I'll send you a video, okay. Yeah. their topics on marijuana, okay. the The target audience is nine to thirteen year olds. And I saw a Q&A they're doing with Prime Minister Trudeau. Some kids are as young as five and six years old listening to this. And they're talking about legislation of marijuana. And it's kids presenting it, okay? Kid actors. They even stated that these kids were actors before. And now they're doing the research. They're on the editorial board, which is a bunch of bullshit. It's written by adults. And this is the propaganda we're pushing to kids nowadays. Yeah, that's weird. dude. There's that. There's transgenderism yeah what else there's drag queens and everything that's left-leaning and yeah. which is paid with our taxpayer money is what we're propagating to kids nowadays i find that so fascinating because it's well, I
2: mean, like yeah dude i mean i sh- uh, you saw what i even shared about like how now they're saying give estrogen to men because less less women are dying of covid19 mm-hmm. like, bro like this is all the veganism bullshit this is all these are all what the globalists want. And then, to, like I said, to top it all off, we can, end, we, we can talk about that later. But then you have the other side of it who are basically trying to get us into World War III.
1: So hmm. yeah, I find it very fascinating. I agree. It's very fascinating. And yeah. going back to what you said about your, the estrogen in men, I read three articles about it from News Punch, New York Times, and Life yeah. Science. Left. And it's interesting. Okay, basically, it says that they don't really know the relation between the disease and estrogen, and they're just trying things out. And there's doubts that it might actually work because why? After women after menopause are still surviving more than men, it might be genetic. And it got me thinking. None of those articles mention the current levels of testosterone in men. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting they're because
2: they're-, they're very low. Like it's a crisis when it comes to men. I yeah. Honestly-
1: there if aren't men have,
2: they're already eating too much estrogen and soy.
1: Yeah. So if men already they have low testosterone, their immunity is compromised. Yeah, I don't think giving them estrogen is part of uh, making them better. You know, it makes me think of okay, they're gonna find a study that's gonna work, and then everyone's gonna be on birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just find it odd that why would you inject men with tes- with estrogen? It's
2: dude. It's- I don't how- understand. Because it's all part of this plan to make us weak, my, weak, weak, subservient uh, people. It's like mm-hmm. it's this ridiculous, ancient, sadistic, unempathetic idea of how to stop us from ruining the world, which doesn't, which was a, it doesn't make any sense. Like we're, I, I don't know, man. I, I think we're quite capable. I think we're incredible human beings, and I think we're quite capable of living in this world without all this bullshit that we've been living with, like war, like the Federal Reserve, like pharmaceuticals, like all these things that have just like destroyed countries, have made us sick, have made us um, pretty much into slaves. It's just like we don't need this shit anymore, man. And I, I just I don't know how far down we're gonna go. So
1: uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm pretty optimistic about all this. A lot of my friends are, well, they're cynical in regards to that. You know, like, oh, people are sheep. They're not going to, you know, hear your message. But then I'm always like, nah, man. You know, people are, it, it seems like people are more awakened than before. And they're more, well, everyone's As staying home. So they're, they're doing research on themselves. Exactly. So I'm very optimistic about all this, regardless of everything, what's happening. I'm everything,
2: because in history, no matter, if you go look in history, man, the bottom-up movement always wins in the end. Always. And the only thing is, like, we're seeing people starting to awake more and more. I, I don't see that stopping. And my only yeah. worry is that I, I do feel here, the longer this goes on, though, dude, the internet might get censored completely. Like, it might shut down the internet to avoid fake news. And it... Mm. But honestly, if that happened, I think there'd be huge revolts from everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I, know, I know in Canada, they're they're pushing their efforts to censor free speech more than the states, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, in regards absolutely. to legislation being passed. And um, I don't know if uh, you saw it, but I shared an article about uh, how in the Canadian Armed Forces, it's, uh, it's forbidden to talk to a rank member with his pronouns. Whether it be he, she, it's they, them. You have to call a soldier they, them, and not he, she. Otherwise, you're going to get in shit from your chain of command. Like the Canadian forces is now this social experiment. When I wasn't, when I was in the forces, you know, we didn't have any transgender bathrooms. Now they're bathrooms specific for transgender people, and they made me think, like, dude, we are training you to go to war. Yeah, and you can't even make up a choice of which fucking bathroom you're gonna you're gonna choose. Yeah, like, what is this? Yeah, man. I mean, like, I I I just
2: think I'm with Jordan Peterson on this issue that I don't care what people want to want to like I don't care what how people feel if people think that if they're if if it's a biological man let's say and he thinks he's a woman and he feels comfortable expressing himself as one woman I respect that but the moment you start policing language that isn't direct, derogatory, hateful speech, and the moment you tell people this is how you speak, that's, that is one step closer to totalitarianism. And I guess yeah. the second is good until, like, dude, it's just getting more and more every day. It really seems like we're heading towards either a war or we have this new Cold War and the new nuclear weapons are 5G. And countries mm-hmm. are just trying to figure out Who's gonna have control of the smart grid? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy,
1: man. Hmm. There's one. There's a book I ordered called uh, "Hard Times Create Strong Men," by uh, Stefan Arnio. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Anyways, he talks about how everything's a cycle of eighty years, twenty years. You know, eighty years of good times, twenty years of hard times. You know, right. men gets uh, men are strong. They create a, a safe society. Then men get weak. And, uh, you know, hard times and hard times create strong men. So there's a cycle. And he mentioned something about since uh, the last 60 years with, um, I'll call it the the revolutionary period where feminism um, (laughs) took its hold on the world, that emasculated men put women in a masculine position and let them lead. And now we're heading to a societal collapse. It's interesting because he was talking about how it's the men That established the boundaries and everything. Right. And how men are ultimately the ones who decide the culture. Right. If if the king is a rapper with gold teeth, then that's what women will value. You know? And the fact that we've emasculated ourselves and we've kind of lost control of ourselves, we've lost control of society as a whole. You know, instead of pointing, because it's either we point the finger that, oh, It's not our fault. But in reality, it's our fault everything is happening. It's not the government's fault. It's our fault and we have to take accountability and responsibility.
2: I agree with that part, man. I don't know if I agree well with the whole, though, that, like, we can't live under, like, a matriarchy or that, like, it has anything really to do with man versus woman. But I do think that this feminism in terms of what it's become today, this hatred towards men, I think that was totally fabricated. And all I think it's done is it's alienated men more and more. And the biggest problem with true feminism right now is men, in the sense like, not toxic masculinity, but so many men are struggling today, more so than women. And to deny that just on the basis that like, oh, there's, an, there's a wage gap, which if you really look into it's not true. Mm-hmm. Like, it's bullshit, because if you look at it, more men, are, more men are, are committing suicide, more men are in jail, more men um, uh, have me- mental health issues, there's less men that are going to university. I mean, Men are the ones that are struggling, um, and yeah, dude, I, I I do think like we need to we need to realize like why do we, like dude I we don't need these problems anymore. We can create whole new problems. Like, dude, man, like, did you know they really, this is this could just be a psyop to distract us? But they released pictures of UFOs, man. Did you see mm-hmm.
1: that? Yeah, Yeah. so
2: I I think that's a psyop. I think they're just trying to say, oh, no, no, don't worry about the conspiracies about the coronavirus. We just found UFOs. But Mm -hmm. I still think, like, no one seems to care about that anymore, man. Because they're like, I don't really care. Like, coronavirus is more important.
1: Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? Okay, I was bringing up uh, when it comes to anti-vax pages. And uh, memes, okay. Let's go with memes. Right. That memes could be controlled opposition and government agents could be putting memes to send out a strict message on what they want us to believe. Because everyone listens to memes nowadays. So, how many of the memes we look at are predictive programming? All, at the all, beginning, all of them, bro. I would say most, most of them, anyway. Because at the beginning of, uh, of uh, I think March, there was a meme out with you know all the twelve. Uh, all 12 months of the year first one is wildfires then it was uh, i don't know but anyways there was aliens in one of the last ones okay right. it made me th- i thought about okay so uh, i don't know if you heard of project bluebeam which is basically oh, yeah, yeah,
2: i I heard about that
1: mhm okay so it made me think okay the bringing out ufo informations a lot of uh, alien content coming out here you know and whether or not you think aliens come from this dimension or another higher dimension of consciousness that's another discussion but made me think okay what if let's say by december or sometime this year there's this apparition you know of a a fake alien invasion that will force us to act in a certain way that the governments want us to act due to fear okay because I don't know, it's it's this is this is my gut instinct talking. That if there is an alien apparition, you know, or I don't know, our God that presents ourselves before I'm us, I'm fucking
2: down. I'm, I'm, I'm i know like the reper- repercussions of that are like horrible, but I'm fucking down for that. That'd be so cool to see. Anyway, mm-hmm.
1: made me think of that because yeah. uh, I know I sh- I send you the a video of uh, what seemed to be the Pope disappearing, right?
2: Yeah, what what is your? We never talked about that. What is your thoughts on like that? If anyone hasn't seen it, there's a video. It's like um of the pope coming to a to, to to like you know bless the the crowd in the Vatican, or I guess not really the crowd, but he came out of this window, and then when he's going back, he just seems to like disappear. So it seems like he's a hologram. So what's your thoughts on that?
1: i have to think of the last time I saw the pope in public. Yeah, maybe he's safe.
2: Maybe he's fake. To be honest, the Pope isn't even the real Pope. Man, I don't know if you know about the hierarchy of the
1: actual hierarchy of the Vatican, with the the Black Pope on top.
2: Yeah, yeah. The Jesuits. The Jesuits are one of the most powerful um, old man societies, old old boy societies in the world. Man. They have their hands in a lot of things. The Jesuits.
1: I heard. Uh, I was looking into it a few days ago, but um, I just read the gist of it, so I didn't really get into it.
2: Yeah, I didn't. It's hard to find information on it because. It, they say it's just a conspiracy theory, but it's kind of like you know the idea of skull and bones, Freemasons. It's just these very old organizations that have implanted themselves in very important positions in society. So it's like, and then you look like Anthony Fauci. He went to a Jesuit school, so it's kind of like, oh no, okay, <laughs> interesting.
1: But yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, to, anyway, to answer
2: your question,
1: to answer your question about the Pope hologram thing, yeah. Huh. I try to look at other sources and I couldn't really find anything. Right. Probably it's because I'm not, I'll I'll assume it's because I'm not looking uh, profoundly enough. But it does make me think about holograms. Right. I don't know if you can remember the Tupac Shakur hologram that, uh, that occurred a few years back. Okay, if that's available to the public, what's kept hidden from the public in regards to holograms and all that stuff?
2: Yeah, no, I actually think what it, what what it very well could be is that they actually just use holograms of the Pope very often to, as a security measure. You know what I mean? Mm. Or, or he's dead, or he's dead, and they're just keeping him alive for now, like in mm-hmm. the form of a hologram. It's 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 interesting to think about, man. By the way, we got a lot of people were not pleased with our last podcast because we spoke about vaccines.
1: Good man yeah, yeah up.
2: dude uh, i guess let's end with that like isn't it kind of scary that you can't even question the narrative of some things
1: mm-hmm. yeah i got uh, i got shit last time because i i did uh, some stories about uh, vaccinations and bill gates and then uh, this girl was talking to me you know defending bill gates he's doing everything for the great of humanity and everything that he says about population control is just min- misinformation
2: no it's totally not misinformation like anyway
1: Mm -hmm. and what i noticed is that okay did they bring any arguments in regards to what they why they were mispleased no okay yeah because that's the thing i'm i'm all for a healthy debate and discussion on whatever topic so long because okay I'm against mandatory vaccines because of the chemical fo- contents inside the vaccines. Right. My intention is to make people question themselves on whether or not they want to put that in their bodies. Uh-huh. So that that's basically all what I'm saying. So, okay, if you're mispleased with that, tell me why. And that usually, when I argue with people, one, one of the things I like to do, you know, they create straw mans, right? Yeah. They bring up like arguments, and they're like, uh, you know, it could, I don't know. Uh, it, it gets into personal examples for them. Yeah. But yeah they I, just,
2: we love using um, um, lo- uh, logical fallacies, these people.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, my grandma died yesterday. And, you know, in communist China, nah, nah, nah. and I was like, yo, I didn't bring up China for one. And two, you're just assuming that things like that can happen in Canada.
2: Yeah.
1: No, anyways, I had an argument about that. And, anyways, it was a waste of energy, but uh, I found it interesting to see the other side.
2: Yeah, and I think eventually, dude, because this is a great awakening period. And to be honest, it actually coincides. I've been looking into this stuff, becoming more spiritual. It coincides with the change of an astrological era. Like we are going through, a, we're, we're exiting a 26,000-year-old astrological era. Mm-hmm. And if you actually look at like certain things, like January 10th to 13th, were are a very important time in this astrological change. It was called like the conjunction or something. And guess what happened within January 10th 10th to 13th? The announcement of the first coronavirus case. Mm. Pretty crazy, right? And like, there's all Mm -hmm. these dates like, well, we have May May 13th is going to be a big date. Uh, December 21st is going to be a big date. We already passed one. March big thing happened there. So I don't know, man. There's a quote that says Millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do, and I think the newspapers have destroyed astrology with the whole like you know horoscope bullshit. But I, I Mm -hmm. there's something, there's definitely something with the stars, man. Because, man, look at our ancient societies. Look at ancient civilizations. Like they really knew about the stars, you know.
1: I was talking to my girl, and she's uh, she's very intuitive and uh, very spiritual. And we're talking about the CIA u- uh, UFOs, and she went on and say like, okay, her take on it is that she doesn't believe what the CIA says. A lot of what they bring out is half-truths and half-lies. Yeah. Why? Because it, it makes us think, like, oh, this is completely crazy, or this doesn't make sense, when well, yeah. in reality only half of it is true, half of it is whatever. And when you brought up the fact that um, how we're downplaying astrology nowadays, yeah, let's say 2012 with the alignments of the planet and the end of the world right. that, that took a hit to the credibility of uh, what would you call it astrology or was it astrology or astronomy in well, that case astronomy
2: is like legit study of the stars like it's it, that's a science astrology is not I don't know if you can really call it a science mm-hmm. or like a practice some point, like the practice. scientists will call it a pseudoscience but I, I wouldn't call it pseudoscience
1: really Mm -hmm. I mean she was bringing up like okay the moon uh, the water reacts to the moon the ocean reacts to the moon when the moon is closer to the earth and we're made of 70% water okay so it's going to affect us in some way and um, I find it interesting because how would I put it I find that I don't know if it's just my girl but a lot of women are well, women are, are seen, seem to be seen as more intuitive than men, right. more in connection with the divine because they're the ones that make babies, right? Yeah. So they have this connection in regards to that. And, you know, men are more in the material. And I don't know if it's just me, but do you find that it's mostly women that are into astrology rather than men? Um,
2: yeah, like I, I wouldn't want to generalize, but I do. I would say – like the astrology that they push push in the mainstream is definitely geared towards more women, and men like are more like oh I would never look into that. But like real astrology, dude, it, uh, it's not a it's 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 legit, dude. Like you gotta look into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we we are products of this universe, and we're not much different than the universe. Like we're mm-hmm. just products of it, and it's like, man. Like, next time, next week, we should talk more about, like, I, I keep, I've been looking into ancient civilizations a lot more lately, and dude, we do not know our history as a human species, like, we don't, but there's a missing piece, it's quite obvious with the evidence right now, you know yeah. what I mean? But, anyway, dude, let's end this right now, uh, nice little chat there, but um, what's uh, some final words you have for today?
1: Keep your eyes open, guys. A lot of shit's going to happen in the next few months. It's going to get interesting. Next
2: few months, next few years. Guys, like, if you thought this is the craziest thing that's happened, just wait. Like, we haven't even suffered the economic crash really yet. We don't know what the, the globalists are going to do. We don't know what Trump's going to do. We don't know what anyone's going to do. So, yeah, keep your ears open and keep your eyes open and your ears perked. right?
1: Of course, man. All right, man. Hey,
2: keep at it. All right, dude. Talk to you next time. Peace.
0: There's hope for the future. As long as we give out good information to the people and we tell the truth, there's going to be a movement, bottom-up movement, that's going to take over the world. You know, come at me, Bill Gates. Come at me, Donald Trump. Try to change the way we're living our lives for your advantage. We're not going to have it. And I think conversations like this are important. And I really, really do believe that when this is all said and done, the countries that went into herd immunity first will be better off. But time will tell, right? Thank you guys for listening to another episode. Please go support me on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash health as well. Go follow me on the social medias and have yourselves a great rest of the day. Peace.